0: Vital Educators podcast is hosted by self-development coach, investor, and renowned educator, Ahmed Sakeeb. Ahmed will speak to fellow educators, young professionals, ordinary people like you and me, about their life choices that allowed them to become successful in their careers. He will also delve deeper into the psychology and their perception of success. The good, bad, and the ugly for young students he will discuss techniques to help you with your learning and development Ahmed is committed to helping you determine what you want to do in life he will share his own life experiences of self-discovery and self-realization that has led him to launch this venture so this podcast is for anyone who wants to know more about various parts to becoming successful in any profession or passion Hi guys, it's Amit here from Vital Educators. This is part two of my interview with Nathan, who is on a mission to build environmentally sustainable houses with his company, Stoic Homes. I discussed that in detail with him in part one, so please go to the episode 19 to check that out. In this part, however, Nathan and I talk about spirituality and cold showers and how it affects his well-being. So enjoy the episode. Okay, let's talk about you now. I think it's very important for for people to the reason I actually brought you on was because I wanted people to know about the type of person you are not obviously yes you, the company is there but the reason the company is what it is today and the reason I believe that it will be a massive success is because of the li- type of lifestyle you live and what kind of a person you are and uh, talk to me about your spiritual journey how have you become this guy who is extremely environmentally aware who is um who sees holes in society who actually uses um the stoic philosophy to enhance your capabilities and your way of life uh, why is it that you love doing hard things how is it what how is it how, i just can't get my head around how the hell are you like this like i've never met anybody like you So, yeah, I'm very sorry for a weird question, but I guess I have to ask this.
1: What what are you actually asking me there? (laughs) Are you asking a full life story or...
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, how did you become... How are you where you are today, basically?
1: Well, (laughs) I was born... (laughs) That is just such a... That we'd need what an extra question? six hours in the in the podcast together. i love it
0: i'll break it down don't worry we'll, uh-huh. we'll break it down into different levels
1: yeah so i'd say i'd say as a child i was always very aware and very quite you know I just question everything and always you know my in- in- intuition always like showed showed me that all the adults around me were just full of shit and <laughs> you know we're just basically blagging it
0: interesting um, does that include so, your own family
1: 100% 100% wow. like and and i feel like every kid is the same really in the way that you know um the adults talk to them as kids when really Mm. they're you know enlightened beings probably more aware than adults are Mm. um and yeah i I would just always like question question everything um rebel at any opportunity um and yeah
0: so if you don't mind me asking what did your parents do like as for work,
1: um, my dad was into business, and my okay, mom nice. always had like part-time jobs.
0: Interesting. And you've always been a Preston boy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then this this um, this intuition that you had from a young age that everyone, all the adults around you, are just bullshitting where did you get this feeling from as in i understand you're saying this is an intuition but like where what made you what made you say that that all the adults are full of shit basically what were they doing because that was
1: they are. and i'm not saying that i had this intuition and you know oh. i'm this godly person and no <laughs> one else has it i'm saying every child has it they're just taught not to um not to believe it basically or to not trust them themselves um which the exact same thing happened to me um you know as a child i always recognized that adults just had no clue Mm. to you know who they who they actually were you know why they were here on this planet? What the just what the hell's going on, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, then I, I grew up and you know started at school, and and then always I was always like just trying to fit in, really. Not and mm-hmm. and always had a belief that there was like some secret code of like being popular that i just didn't understand you know what i mean so i was always trying to figure that out but then and and always like um putting on a persona to um try and fit in fascinating Um, and what what i later realized after i you know, reconnected with my intuition and started trusting myself again and my you know my um inner guidance
0: mm.
1: um that yeah that pop being yeah to be popular is just being yourself and just being true to who you are.
0: So a lot of people who who get to the level you're at at such a young age, right? A lot of people get to that level in their forties and fifties. When when I say a lot of people, I mean obviously a lot of people in our in our circle in business. Like we can you talk, mentioned Wim Hof, we can take Wim Hof as well. He actually talks about his. Own life, and he says that he just lived it the normal way as a normal person until, if I recall, his girlfriend died or his wife died, and he yeah. went into this depressive state. And then he used cold to to come out of that state and use it to fuel him forward into where he is today. Now the question becomes: What was the lowest point in your life that made you make this change and become the person that you are today?
1: Um. I'd say, well, there's a lot of lows. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> depressing, but it's it's just the reality.
0: No, no, so it's fine. Like, the the the
1: the initial low was having no self-esteem. You know, no self-confidence, no like actual abilities. Um,
0: at what age do you feel? Did um, you feel that way?
1: At what age? What?
0: At what age did you feel this way? that you had no abilities, no self-confidence, low self-esteem?
1: Like, leaving high school, you know, at mm. 17, 18, around there, I was mm. just, you know, had no, didn't know why I was here. You know what I mean? Um, sure.
0: And what did you do then?
1: Uh, well, that's when I was starting joinery. But, but I always knew that I wasn't destined to be a joiner, you know, hammering nails into wood all my life. Hmm. That, Yeah, I sort of always knew that I was, you know, put here to do bigger things than do joinery. Um, But just didn't know what that was.
0: And do you think that today with Stoic Homes, do you think that you have started to fuel that purpose of why you're here?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um and I I also say a uh, uh, a major part of my evolution is that I spent so many years um like um absorbing content. So as I you know, as I started researching things that i would always been interested in you know like why are we here what even are we what's going on that type of thing Mm -hmm. I then got into you know like positive content about you know spirituality business you know entrepreneurship And, and for a lot of years I was You know, I would would like get really hyped up and then start doing something, and then you know, not be consistent, and then get depressed because I'd stop doing it, and then get into something else, get all excited again, and you know, I was just up and down, just erratic for for years, and I'm still very much like that.
0: I can relate to that.
1: So part of my evolution was being able to look back and see that pattern and then realize that ultimately no matter how many books you read, you know, courses you go on, you know, that kind of thing. It ultimately just comes down to you've got to fucking do what's the book's telling you to do and do the practical hard work aspect of it.
0: Hmm. And which book are oh, you referring uh, to here?
1: Uh, loads of books.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Of books. So what you're saying yeah. is that you you always took on the lesson, but you never applied it. You got the knowledge, but you never actually put it into action. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah,
1: well, I'd, I'd, I'd apply it for a little while, but then unless, you know, often, which is the case, you've got to stick at something to see mm. the reward. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd read the book and get all hyped up and then do it for like a week and then be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not you know, getting major um, rewards from doing this. So then mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be like, oh, I need to do something else and then start doing something else and then be like, yeah, this is the one, this is the thing, you know, and do that for a week or, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of mindset.
0: Mm. And how did you overcome this, um, this this restlessness that, or this impatience that you have? Because I feel like I still have it as well. Like I get really frustrated seeing that I'm doing so much work but I'm not seeing the results. So how do you overcome this problem?
1: Um, well, I've definitely still not overcome it, and it's a daily thing. You know, it's a moment by moment thing, really, uh, but a major like I'd say a major thing that helped was when because i I'd, I'd you know known about meditation tried meditation for mm. say three or four years you know mm. and sporadically did it You know, I'd do it for like a few weeks and then have two months off, do it for a week, month off, six months off, do it for two months, you know, (laughs) just just random. Um, And then it was actually when I started using the Headspace app, because I was always, I I always had this like, when I started researching and, and learning about spirituality, I had this like ego trip. Where I thought I was above people because I knew about the concepts of spirituality mm. um and I was so for that reason, I was always against using a meditation app because I thought oh it's cheating, you know I'm above that, I don't need an app to tell me how to meditate, but then when I actually started using it and um and the daily count you know like the The fact that on the app it tells you totally directly um, your run streak. Hmm. So then, when I actually started using my ego to my advantage and my competitiveness to my advantage, I was then like, you know, I'd do, I'd get a two week run streak and then be like, oh, and feel really good. And then miss a day, and it would go to zero, and I'd be like, "Oh my god!" You know, I'd be devastated that I'd lost my run streak. So then I'd, I'd be like, "Right, I'm getting back on it." Do do like three weeks, and then miss a day, and be like, "Oh no!" So then, <laughs> because I started using the app for then say two years, I was really consistent. You know, I I don't think I've ever done on on the Headspace app. I think the most I got to was like 180 days or something. And then my phone broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was gutted. Um, but o- over that two year period, it meant that, you know, I'd only ever miss the odd day every, you know, month or two. Makes sense. So that consistency of meditating really helped me understand and be able to um compose yourself compose myself and refocus and understand when my mind had got distracted on something and then be able to bring it back to like a calm place to then be able to focus on what i need to do
0: so could you kindly walk through your meditation routine like what are you doing that allows you to become more efficient version of yourself every single day with regards to meditation
1: um it's not like when you use the headspace app Mm -hmm. it's um you can do loads of different types of meditations um so that that was good but now it's not so much It's more I'm just meditating all day, which sounds a bit mad, but it's like whatever I do now I'm 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 aware of whether I'm focused or not focused. And to me, meditation is just focusing on one thing, whether it's your breath, you know, the feeling in your feet, you know, the, the the sounds that you can hear um you know the feeling of your heart beating it, just focusing on one thing is meditation so but
0: presumably the the list the things that you've just mentioned are inwards so you're moving your yeah. feet listening but uh, so if if I'm focusing on a business that's an outward thing would you consider that to be a meditation as well
1: yeah if you're you know like writing a book if you're sat there and you're focused on your writing, and you, you, you're focused. It's just like being present. But I feel like um, if, if you guys listening have never heard of Eckhart Tolle, I'd definitely recommend just listening to some of his uh, talks because I personally just think he's the funniest guy ever. Just because... <laughs> he breaks down what he calls the human condition um meaning like you know jet like thought patterns and human behaviors which are just you know apply to every human
0: <laughs> mm.
1: you know what i mean and he, and he sort of breaks them down and then ex, and then explains them for what they are in just a ve what what I think is a very humorous way you know what I mean and and, and actually that's one of the biggest um, influences influence uh yeah definitely a good influence um but one of like the breakthroughs that I had in terms of mindset is um for years I would judge myself and feel bad for you know a part of me which was just the human aspect of me not who i genuinely truly am at the core so to have that perspective of like being able to you know say all right yeah i've got distracted or you know i've gone and eaten a piece of cake hmm. instead of beating yourself up for it being you, being able to just go you know what i'm human you know and this body has its impulses and it's and it's flaws hmm. but I've, but ultimately you know i've just got to see the funny side of it and make a forward step that like nice. yeah but but here uh, from him i learned that one of the gateways to being present is the, uh like feeling the body so a little exercise you can do at home now is mm-hmm. if you just quickly shut your eyes and then how do you know that your right hand is still there and oh, if, if you actually do this now
0: the movement you'll in the will hand.
1: To, will to go, oh, and you'll feel your hand you know what i mean you'll feel the inside of your hand Hmm. and that is awareness that is like who you actually are is just that that life force inside that's 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 yeah that's giving you that feeling so being able whenever you get distracted all that means is that all your awareness is in your brain in that part of your brain, which is fueling that thought, so if you if you if you understand that, um, then whenever you next get distracted, you can just understand that. Oh, I need to bring that awareness out of that aspect of my brain and bring it into my body, hmm. so that um, so that there isn't enough fuel. In a way, in my brain, to even power these thoughts, you know, and then you can actually be present and concentrate on what you need to be doing.
0: So you don't have a specific time in the day where you sit down and meditate anymore. You just uh, yeah, use... yeah. First okay.
1: thing in the morning, like as soon as I wake up. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, depending on you know the quality of my sleep what you know how late at night i ate whether i went to bed dehydrated or not i always wake up feeling different and have you know sometimes i wake up feeling positive and having positive thoughts some days i wake up like groggy and having negative thoughts but no matter what straight away the first thing i'm doing is just being aware of my thoughts Mm. and if it is that i'm having negative thoughts then just putting a fake smile on my face (laughs) right this is genuine true true putting a fake force in a smile and just start saying thank you you know whether it's out loud or in my head just force a smile start saying thank you
0: who are you thanking pardon who are you thanking doesn't matter God
1: <laughs> right. or, yeah. i'm i'm thanking just I'm the just universe thanks for being alive mm. yeah the universe let's call it the universe i'm just giving thanks for the fact that i've woken up and i'm alive you know what i mean and, mm. and i'm in this body you know i can breathe i've got i've not I'm, i've got a roof over my head of you know
0: you've got people who love you away
1: fresh air and just feel that fresh air and and yeah that's how i start my day
0: nice and how long do you do that for in in the morning just
1: like all day like if i ever if i ever start having like you know <laughs> <laughs> i call it just like white privilege thoughts <laughs> so where perspective life is just totally skewed and you're like complaining about the oh my god i've run out of tea bags you know what i mean just putting put yeah just re sorting out my perspective on life i'm doing that all day
0: interesting wow wow so wow i I love it Uh, i love how mindful you are I, i love how mindful you have become and uh, just by speaking to you is such an enlightening experience because there're so many things that i do in my life that i can take from you and really because this idea of constant meditation and being constantly aware it's um f- for a guy like me it seems very hard because i'm at a very early stage of uh, in my meditation um journey essentially because i i'm always i've always been extremely fidgety i've always been very um um. What, what should I say, active, hyperactive, if I may say so. So I can never find a time, or I never like to just sit down and think of nothingness or being completely aware. But to be able to do this constantly on the go um, is just mind-boggling to me. And uh, you mentioned Eckhart Tolle, of course. I obviously know of the guy, and I've seen his work sporadically. But I haven't really gotten into him. And the fact that you mention him and you speak so highly of him uh, clearly shows that I need to obviously start listening to him as well, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I would definitely do that. Thank you for thank you for telling me about that. I really appreciate it. You have always been an avid supporter of Cold Showers, basically. What made you want to discover it? What made you want to be a part of it? What made you want to do it?
1: Um, Just uh I, I I can't remember where I first saw you know the idea of having a cold shower
0: hmm.
1: um but like in essence, in the years that I spent just binge watching you know positive videos on the internet, I learn all of this you know, and I'd learn probably all that I'll ever need to know about like things like cold showers, no-fat meditation, that kind of thing. Mm. So I was always aware of it. And, you know, I will have tried it back when I learned about it and, you know, probably did it for a couple of days and then, you know, lost the habit. But I feel like when you have a cold shower, although it's uncomfortable at first, when you Mm. then get out of the cold shower, you, you instantly notice the benefits so for me it was more I saw the benefits it definitely helps me in a morning you know get focused and just like get a burst of energy um and it was more I just yeah got more and more consistent with it and I've literally been doing it every morning for like Four years,
0: and so when you say now, cold, just
1: part of my life.
0: Hmm. So when you say it, cold, yeah. um, do you ever get the urge now because you've been doing it for four years? What an incredible achievement that is on its own. It's bravo to that. But do you ever get the urge of turning the tap into hot showers? Do you ever feel that way? Then let me yeah, just try it. I, I do. Okay. Um, so and how do you?
1: My, my routine is. That I start I, because my brother also does cold showers, mm-hmm. the, the shower's already on cold. So I'll just mm-hmm. turn it on, you know, and then jump in, quick minute, just, you know, wet all of my body with cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll turn it on to hot and, you know, clean myself. And then, which only only takes like another minute or two max and then finish with a cold shower
0: why why do this uh, why do this motion as in why can't keep it on cold and then clean yourself
1: um i don't know to be honest just <laughs> what i yeah, just prefer like. oh, okay cuz so sort of like, preference yeah cuz cuz i've i've tried every variation you know i used to have a cold shower at first and then end with a hot shower, and then I'd, and then for a bit I started with a cold shower, and ended with cold, and then and then realised that actually, you know, the act of stepping into the shower when it's already cold, there's a lot of like benefits there, because it teaches you to not overthink things, and just you know just the act of turning the shower on and going, right, I'm in the shower, it's cold, we're we're doing it, that just builds mental strength and then also finishing with it cold, I enjoy because then, you know, you get out of the shower and you're warm you know what I mean, because Mm. you've been in a cold shower, you jump out your body's then warm um, and you feel energized and then I think I put it on warm in the middle just because, I don't know, I feel like I'm cleaner if I've cleaned myself with warm water.
0: Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. But uh, it's, um, it's, it's fascinating to see that, it's, to, for you to say that, uh, how jumping into a cold shower actually makes you more aware and makes you more alert and, uh, and kind of makes you mentally strong. And you're hundred percent. I hundred percent agree with you. Um, what I personally find hard with cold shower is that I find it hard to create heat within my body to counteract the cold. And we were discussing about this before. So I start off with a hot shower, and I slowly, gradually turn it into a cold shower. So I acclimatize my body to to the cold, basically. Whereas you are saying that you don't need to do that because you can through certain breathing exercises because i've spoken to you before um you can generate the heat inside your body to manage the cold and you can jump straight into the cold shower am i correct in presuming that
1: yeah um i'd say i'd say yes like now i don't i don't do breathing exercises when i'm in the cold uh well Mm. in a cold shower the only thing that i've make sure I do is only breathe through my nose because Mm. when you start, when you get in the cold, if you start breathing through your mouth, then that puts you in like a panic mode, um, which then you're going to, you're going to start panicking. You're going to, your body's going to tense up and then you're going to start shivering. And then, you know, then because you're in panic mode, cortisol gets activated in your brain and then you start yep. thinking shit this is you know i'm gonna fucking die I need <laughs> to get out shit whereas if you're if you're doing anything you could be powering up a hill on your bike in a cold shower you know bloody talking to someone that scares you, mm-hmm. if, you if you're breathing through your nose it automatically calms you down. Like, it's mm-hmm. just a fact, and you need to try it.
0: And do you take deep breaths or do you take short, small, periodic
1: it depends. it depends. Usually, when I first get well, to be fair, to be fair, like, my body has just got used to being cold. Um, so like, my heart rate doesn't even increase, my breathing doesn't even change. Um, But then if, say, I jumped into like a proper ice bath, um, Mm. which is between like zero and four degrees, then Mm. for the first like 30 seconds to a minute, I would be taking big, deep breaths. You know what I mean? Just Interesting. uh, Yeah, just naturally, I would just be taking bigger, deeper breaths. And then, uh, I feel like that's important for, um, for like enabling your body to generate heat. Um, and then once, once my internal temperatures rise risen to counteract the cold, then, then my body calms down and my breathing calms down and then, you know, you just don't feel the cold.
0: Hmm. So, if, so let's go back to why in the first place did you even decide to take cold showers? I mean, wasn't life already nice when you were taking hot showers? I mean, what made you want to take cold showers?
1: Um, well, I stumbled across Wim Hof, mm-hmm. and, and obviously I feel like anyone who researches Wim Hof automatically wants the same superpowers that he's got so mm-hmm. you know want it, also part of my evolution is um like the fact that i'm always i'm never satisfied you know what i mean and i'm learning mm-hmm. like now i'm learning why i'm not satisfied and why i could i could genuinely never do enough things like cold showers and all that. And it's it's more based on like, you know, inner uh psychological reasons of why I'm not content as opposed to, you know, physical accomplishments. Yeah, ultimately, you know, I found Wim Hof, was inspired to try it, and then once I'd tried it and saw the benefits I just, yeah, I had to carry on.
0: If you were to convince somebody, because I have talked to a lot of people regarding cold showers, and they look at me like an, I'm an absolute nutter, um, and I include some of the old people, that the same people that you talk about, your parents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My question is, how would you, not to convince, but how would you... Um, in, sh- in 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 like three four words. What ca- what are the benefits of cold shower according to according to you, Nathan?
1: Um, the ability to just go fuck it and do something.
0: <laughs> okay, good, good. I, I like that
1: aspect of your brain. Well, it's not even using your brain; just bypassing yep. the brain and just yep. doing that before you even start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it builds up just mental resilience if you can um if you can stand in the cold shower and um something i enjoy doing is just start singing or dancing or like or just going thank you for the cold this is the most wonderful feeling ever you know and just like laughing at the fact that you're freezing cold and your balls are shriveling up (laughs) Uh, and then there's the physiological benefits of, you know, it inc- it um improves your cardiovascular system. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the statistics are something like two minutes in an ice bath is the equivalent cardiovascular workout to a 40 minute run. Hmm. So it's that amazing weight loss. Um, it's amazing for blood circulation. Um, the 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 benefits are endless, really. When you actually start studying the research, mm-hmm. um, and there's more of it, more and more studies being done all the time because Wim Hof's so dedicated to proving that that it works. Yeah, like you 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 can genuinely... like I, I don't get ill. If if mm. I ever start with symptoms of like a flu, I can literally just eradicate it from my body mm. within a day.
0: So, eradicating the flu from your body, you say. Um, wh- what makes you say that that's the that actually happens? How how I mean. So you're saying that when you had the flu, you took the shower, and then after that, you felt absolutely fine. You had no flu.
1: I wouldn't say it's necessarily the shower um it's more yeah cuz cuz like the Wim Hof technique isn't just the sh- the cold showers it's also the uh the breathing techniques and the like the mental techniques um good, good, good. but it's hmm. its in essence what i think is that the, you know, the, the breathing and the cold showers are good. But really, all that enforces and establishes in your mind is that ultimately you are actually fully in control of mm. your body. um, But we're just taught that we're not. So f- for me, I, I feel like it's because my belief is so mm. strong an unwavering that I can just eradicate the flu from my body that I can eradicate the flu from my body. So I've been, you know, for example, there's been multiple occasions where I've like been working with someone who's Mm. got the flu and then I've got it from them and, you know, started off with the symptoms, but then literally just through going, no, no, I'm not accepting mm-hmm. it, <laughs> just through not accepting that I can, yeah, that that I have the flu, um, and just going more into, you know, doing more breathing exercises, and just, you know, forcing it out of my body, um, yeah, I, I can't actually explain that, to be honest, but.
0: No, no, I I completely relate to it. To be honest with you, at some level, and I can understand what you're trying to say. Uh, but and also when you mention the fact that you're always in a meditative state, you're consciously aware of the of of what how you're feeling and, and 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 consciously aware of your body. Do you also feel the disease being in your body when you're actually ill?
1: Yeah, well, I I definitely say I notice you know, I'm always aware of how my body feels, um, not, not in terms of like judging it, more just being aware, you know, so being aware of, um, you know, my hydration level, um, be, yeah, just generally how my body feels so that, so, as soon as I do start getting the early symptoms of flu, I notice it straight away, and I can and I can sort my body out. But then so equally, say... I can notice mm. you know if I've had a particular few days in a row where I've eaten un- unhealthily, you know, and I've not been staying hydrated, I can notice mm. it straight away and and resolve it
0: interesting um okay this kind of throws me into a bit of a frenzy here if i was to so so do you so obviously like you're saying you're feeling you're feeling your body you're receiving um you you're feeling the existence of this flu inside your body are you also manifesting or um instructing your immune cells or your body to attack this flu by meditating? Is that what you're also doing as well?
1: Um, I don't know if I'm consciously doing that. Interesting. Um,
0: because Wim Hof does do that as well. I mean, the research papers that have been conducted in University of Utrecht actually um, said that they had two groups. They had a control group and group that was trained by Wim Hof. And Wim Hof obviously they gave um a pathogen a a harmless pathogen that is to both the groups and wim hof group had hired immunity against the pathogen because wim hof's techniques had allowed that group not just the breathing techniques not just the cold showers but also the mental techniques that you were earlier mentioning to literally um feel the immune system to actually attack the flu inside the body and eradicate it—not flu or or the pathogen in this case, in their case. So I was just presuming. Do you actually do that, or what you're you're actually saying that you don't? Um, it's just obviously uh, fascinating to see what different people do in different circumstances.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting point. Um, but I don't do. I don't do exact like you know um, meditations where I'm instructing my immune system to attack the virus. It's more Hmm. just, um, yeah, it's hard to explain. Like (laughs) in a way, it's just I'm I'm saying in my head, you know. It 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 actually comes down to because I've done cold showers and Wim Hof for so long, I just tell myself, I mean, there's no way that I can get ill. You know what I mean? So when when I start mm. getting the symptoms of it, I just convince myself that it's gonna it's gonna go very soon because I'm yeah. I, I, interesting Yeah, i don't know i've never actually thought so, about that one too much
0: <laughs> no worries it's good, good that I uh, I can do. yeah uh, maybe you can maybe some it's an untapped potential that you have and you just haven't really discovered it yet i'm glad that you and i have had this talk so that you can probably go and explore uh, this aspect of uh, your body a bit more later on um the question that i was gonna ask actually ask you is that how, um, how have, has this linked, how, how, how what you've learned here have linked to you being a Stoic or, or the Stoic philosophy? Are there any parallels that you draw between the two?
1: Well, anyone listening at home, go and have a cold shower and then come back and you will be more Stoic.
0: <laughs> I know what do you mean by <laughs> that
1: So uh, stoicism uh, it's it's for me stoicism is more the actual you know practical exercises that it it recommends you know like just hmm. purposely for example purposely for a day Mm. don't eat barely any food you know what i mean just to remind Mm -hmm. yourself that the basic things that you take for granted in your life are actually a privilege Mm. that's just one exercise another one um you know like reminding yourself that you are mortal and you are gonna die, and and mm. you know that helps you get perspective on like time and how valuable time is.
0: How often do you remind yourself that you are immortal? Every day.
1: Every morning, yeah. Because
0: people, yeah, because people lose this perspective completely because just, there's this idea of in, in, invincibility um, that they feel that because they have achieved a certain feet in their life they believe that they well man as you and you call it the ego takes over and um so so what would you advise somebody like me or a listener or any young person who's listening to this who falls into the trap of being very egotistical how do you what do you say to that person how did how do they stay grounded in reality
1: well one of the um, one of the good things about a cold shower is that it's literally a mirror to the ego. Hmm. So you'll get in the cold, and then the the ego. Well, I don't really like putting names on it, but just because because for because terminology is you know, different for everyone. So my Mm. interpretation of what the word ego means will be different to what your interpretation is. And ultimately Mm. you've got to formulate your own terminology to what feels right for you and what makes sense to you. But Mm. what I mean really is when you get into the cold shower the part of your mind which says, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. This is stupidly cold. Why am I doing this? I should get out. That's the ego. Hmm. And then the part of you which then in the background is going, No, you know, you know it's good for you. You know you're going to feel good afterwards. You said you were going to do it. You should do it anyway that in my opinion is like your true self. Mm. So just the fact that you can you can just literally step into the cold shower and you're faced with you know you either you either get out and succumb to the ego or mm. you go fuck that I'm doing it anyway and mm. stay in and then yeah it it, it just like all those times and and all that moment and and building momentum over time where Mm. you take the uncomfortable route that you know isn't protecting the ego and isn't comfortable that builds up just mental resilience and the more Mm. the more momentum you get, the easier it is to just go, fuck it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it.
0: Do you still feel um, being affected by your ego, or do you feel that that you have more control of it?
1: Like even yeah, well, it's it's not like control because Mm. it's the ego that wants to control. It's it's understanding that um, you that ultimately you're not in control. You know what I mean? Mm. A lot of things in life, you're not you're not in control. And um life begins at the edge of control. And life and 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 really the exciting aspects of life are in the unknown, which you can't control the unknown. You know, it's the, the dark matter. Mm. You just can't there's, there's no limit to it. And that's what the ego doesn't like. You know, the the, the unknown is infinite. Because ultimately, mm. in this this physical reality that we live in, there is infinite possibilities of things that could happen. And most of them are unknown and unexplored. But it's only when mm. you actually step into the unknown step into the cold shower that you find Hmm. out a different like you know a different experience
0: Hmm. do you feel that it makes you a more spiritual person as well the cold showers
1: um i don't like i don't like saying i'm spiritual because the essence of who you are is just spirit but to hmm. me spirituality is removing like Take like removing just mental re, re, mental noise and restrictions to just reveal hmm. who you really are so like when people so say, removing oh, your ego, you know, my purpose yeah. and what am I here to do and, you know, that kind of thing, hmm. if you were to meditate or, you know, and, and, and get to the point where you've quietened your mind to the point where you just, you know, fully present and then you just act on whatever impulse you get. That is your purpose. Hmm. You know what I mean. It's like that's a, that's a really Jesus good way of putting it. just getting out of your own way.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Because you know what you shouldn't do.
0: It's true. It's true. You're right. There's. I don't know. You know. You must know who Dan Pena is. He says everybody has an emotional bank account and a financial bank account. And everybody's worried about the financial bank account, which means to achieve their dreams and make their life a success. But they forget about their f- emotional bank account. And the reason they're not where they are is because they let their ego get in the way or they let their 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 vulnerabilities b- make them feel like a victim. And they use that as an excuse as to why they're not where they are. And that's why their lives are filled with regret. So the way you say it, it makes more sense as well that, you know, they... You know that that you know so you're saying that it's better to become um it, uh, in order to succeed it's better to become spiritual um in in certain aspects of your life and start meditating so by, by and and hopefully by meditating you'll achieve a state of nothingness and in that state you will have the first thing that will come into your mind that will be your life purpose
1: not necessarily your life purpose, but just it will be a step in the right direction. You know what I mean? It might be you might you might quiet in your mind and then you might just you might just feel, oh, you know what? I feel slightly dehydrated. I'm gonna go and drink some water. And then you just <laughs> go and do that, go and drink some water, and then right. You're then one step closer to fulfill in your purpose because you're now your body's hydrated you're in a better position to think clearly and then you might finish that and go oh you know what I'm gonna go for a walk you know, I just feel like going for a walk so then you go for a walk and you know it's just yeah
0: do you feel like so so are you telling me that this idea for stoic homes Came to you while you were in this state, or you 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 always had it before you even knew about meditation. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'd say it was always there.
0: Interesting. Wow. Okay. Fair enough.
1: Because Fair enough. I was always I was always interested in, uh, you know, building. Uh, I always had, like, toy drills and saws and stuff. And then when I was a little bit older, I was always really interested in watching grand designs and property Mm. programs. But then also had the... um, Like, I was always good
0: at school
1: at, like... Um
0: DT design technology. Design
1: technology, yeah, always good with my hands, but then also good at condensing information and being able to explain it in a way that's like just summarizes the, the most important aspects of it and it's easy to understand. And for me, hmm. that's what I've been able to do. But from the perspective of, you know, the entire economic system, the whole housing industry, you know, the way people are living their lives, psychology, philosophy, condensing all that down to its core basic principles, which, you know, like the most important aspects of it, which genuinely have the impact
0: yeah wow wow fascinating i'm wow this is uh quite moving to say the least so if if that's your so presumably you talk about it as and you did mention it earlier that you're gonna be this is gonna be a part of you for twenty years presumably i i think you have realized your life purpose at this point am i am i safe to say that yeah Wow, um, what would you say to someone who's your age, and believe it or not, like my age? I still feel like I haven't really realized my own life's purpose. How would you? What, what you would you say to that, that person? You're
1: actually, doing it right now, but go on.
0: <laughs> say again. I didn't well, understand. You, you, What'd you say?
1: You you're doing a podcast. Like, surely that's part of it.
0: Um, I think it's part of self-discovery, to be honest with you. I've realized that speaking to people like yourself allows me to rediscover who I am and gives me an opportunity to learn from you. And whatever I can o- learn from you, I can obviously transform it into a way of of helping other people learn it as well and understand it as well. So I don't know whether that's my life purpose, but I definitely find it an interesting um way of learning basically because you can learn it from a book you can learn it from a video but what i feel like i learn mostly by having intense discussions with uh people who are extremely knowledgeable about a certain subject like you are so so yeah i use this as a learning opportunity. i don't know i can't really i can't really i can't really quantify what life purpose actually means but i i would presume it's something that gives provides good value to people so from my perspective you achieving stoic homes um and and obviously hopefully and, and uh, god willing making it an absolute success um will be a testament and will give me the op- will give me the what's i'm looking for um motivation to carry on with whatever i'm doing as well to help out people so yeah i, I would
1: um, also say I'd also say that Go on. for me I feel like I got caught up trying to you know trying to realize my life purpose um I was caught up by thinking shit life purpose that means like I've got to be doing it for the rest of my life and you've got to pick mm. one thing to be doing for the rest of your life when I don't think that is your, you know, the definition of life purpose. Hmm. I feel like ultimately, life purpose is just what's the one thing that you just feel most compelled to do right now. You know what I mean? And it might, it might, like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm gonna be you know, building houses for the rest of my life. But it's definitely what I want to be doing right now. And in 10 years, I might end up starting doing something totally different.
0: Okay. Earlier, you mentioned something to me. Earlier, you said that you have been dabbling in and out of certain things in your life and you never really stayed consistent. Okay. And then now you talk about life purpose being right now. So if I was to turn around and say to you, who's to say in 2 years you if you feel like you don't want Stoic Holmes to be a part of who you are, does that mean that you will change your life purpose and become a completely different person?
1: No, I'll just evolve to to the next thing. So if if I, if it ends up that I achieve everything I want to achieve through Stoic Holmes in 2 years, which would be an absolute miracle because I want to achieve <laughs> a lot.
0: <laughs> of course,
1: um, then you know I already know what I want to be doing next and after, and and ultimate to me, ultimately it comes down to just teaching people and helping other people evolve. And I feel like when you actually, when you actually. Um, summarize most people's life purpose it is teaching Mm. you know what i mean everyone even if you like you know your life purpose in quotes is to be an economist when you've Mm. achieved everything you want to achieve in economics you will everyone always reverts to being a teacher So I feel like everyone's life purpose is to be a teacher, but to be a teacher, you need to have a certain level of mastery in that subject. So the first part of becoming a teacher is mastering the subject. So yeah.
0: I love it. So which subject would you like to teach then in that case? Because there's a lot that I see that you know about. Yeah,
1: just... I wouldn't say one subject. For me, it's just the subject of living, you know, in a... Just living in a satisfying way.
0: Fascinating. I mean, when... Does... I have a... I know that earlier you mentioned your parents. um, And do you... Obviously, do they must know what you're up to these days, right? Do you tell them, do you also encourage them to be a stoic as well? And I know that your brother is presumably. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like you, you, you kind of encourage people around you to be like you as well, or yeah. is this something that you just don't care about?
1: Um. Well, through my, when I was going through the phase of like, you know, just, I call it binge watching, Mm
0: -hmm. not in
1: a negative way, because I had Mm -hmm. to go through that phase to get to the point where I am now, but when I was just watching a lot of videos about, you know, spirituality, you know, um, learning about the reality of the world economy, Mm learning about how you know we've basically just been lied to a lot <laughs> you're putting it yep. bluntly i was yep. very angry you know what i mean and i was hmm. very like i'd learned something and before i'd even applied it myself i'd be telling other people about it telling other people yep. you need to be doing this why are you not doing this <laughs> <You're> stupid <laughs> um And it's it is part of the evolution process. Like you have to go through that phase to then learn that to actually influence someone, you've just got to do it yourself as Hmm. best you can, and then they will learn from your example. Of course. Definitely, you know, the fact that I'm living a certain way and have certain standards um it's definitely rubbed off on my brother on my dad um you know all my friends and and equally aspects that of of their life that they're good at that they're you know more evolved than I am in that area I've learned from mm. them, and they've influenced me so I wouldn't, I, I never tell anyone to do anything now. It's more, um, I more give, um, where where it's needed, I will give specific, you know, uh, I will explain a specific thing that I feel like is... Um, stopping them to the next level okay mm. you know like a specific habit or something that they've got i will call them out on it once mm. and then leave it to them but then generally um i do just understand that um my reality and the the physical world that I experience is directly to relate di- directly related to, um, like my the like how's best to describe it. Take your time. Yeah. So the more the more I actually apply all the things that I know I should be doing, um. And the more, you know, the happier I become, you know, the more mentally strong I become, that just automatically changes my outside world and, and the people around me automatically become more like that. Um. So, yeah, I feel like it's more just leading by example.
0: But do you not feel that I definitely feel this way that people around me start have certain expectations from me, you know, Um, I'm sure your family members have certain expectations from you. Um, And I feel like, even if I lead by an example, they do become a bit restless because they want to So none of my parents have come from a business background. So they don't know how long it takes for a business to completely be fully established for how long it should be working for you start before you start seeing the results. So um, even if I'm leading by example here for and, and I'm trying to not just Im- improve the, the financial conditions of my life, that's just one aspect of it, but also the spiritual and mental and physical conditions of my life, I always feel that they are always expecting more. Um, I feel like they're always expecting quicker results. How do I resolve that how do I how do I how do I get them to understand that this is this is not just a part of life rather than it is what life is all about
1: um, like my honest my honest answer is you don't you hmm. just... All, all you can do in that situation is smile at them and go, thanks for your concern. I understand all you ultimately want is for me to be happy. And I am. And I'm on the path to becoming even more happy. And, yeah, thanks for your concern. But, you know, I know where I'm at. I know where, what direction I'm going in. And I'm perfectly happy with that.
0: Hmm. Okay. It's that's, only, uh, the, the problem I've there, never done it like it that. I have, have to sit down and explain to them to
1: them, and you mm, i react to what they've said. Mm, what they, mm. you know, the words coming out of the mouth, it's just it's just noise. It's actually your <laughs> response to what they've said, which is the problem there. Wow! And and really, if you if you like f- were fully one hundred percent confident in what you're doing, then you just laugh at them.
0: Hmm. That's I've never done that before.
1: <laughs> yeah, not that not like in a horrible way to the face, but you know. I get it. I get inner, it. The inner experience is like, bless them, you know. <laughs> And reality is, they're from a totally different generation where the the way to be successful was totally different. You know what I mean? Yep. We're in a a unique world now where mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't just you know that. Like reality is, back when they were our age. Probably the best way to be successful was to go to uni and get a high-paying yep. job. Whereas now, yep. things aren't as linear as that, and you have to be yep. more creative, more diverse, um, yep.
0: more, knowledgeable, more knowledgeable,
1: more yeah, the just yep. the skill set and the you know what an, a normal job looks like nowadays is totally different.
0: True, true, true. And they say the ones who don't adapt don't survive. So you're right. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's what I, I definitely see that because I went through the traditional route. I, I, this is why I admire your tenacity and your ability to kind of withstand and stand your ground essentially um, and, and and not conform. Um, I was reading Man's Search of Meaning and uh, um, Victor E. Frankel. You need to read that book, by the way. You really like it. Um, he actually says that there are two types a man either uh, gives into a to, to, totalitarian regime or conformism and, um, and that's, what, that's, that's the essence of life for a typical man uh, to be a conformist, to do what everybody else is doing and uh, that's, the, that's the issue here that none of us have, uh, all of us, a lot of us have lost the ability to be unique and to be more um, creative with ourselves, and find our our, our mojo, you know. Um, and and this is why I like talking to you because I get the idea that you are one of those few individuals in my life, in fact, who have who've, who are always working towards what puts their soul on fire. If you know what I mean, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it generally is such a delight just talking to you, man. And uh, thank you so much for coming. I think it's uh, a good time for us to quote it a day on this. Um, yeah. I would love to talk more about spirituality with you uh, next time, if you have a chance, um, because I want to dive into... Uh, so Nathan's reading a book right now. Um, I'm just going to tell the name in case I hope you don't mind, called Spiritual Hacking. and um, and he has given me some great insights into how we can be more spiritually aware and counteract our own um, shortcomings, basically. So I would love to have you on and discuss more aspects of spirituality and uh, the kind of aims that you have for yourself. So, yeah, uh, that'll be a, that was it'll, it was a bit, it's been a general pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Just for, just for the
1: u- users, uh, the the listeners' interest, it's mm-hmm. literally two thirty a.m. when we're finishing recording the <laughs> podcast. Which shows the utter dedication of Ahmed. So you should uh, give him a, give him a big like, and uh, subcri- subscribe to his new Patreon page that he's starting up. Just because I've said this. <laughs>
0: Mate, you wouldn't believe this. I already have it set up. It's already there. It's already there, There believe it or not. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thank you so much. You're too kind, Nathan. I mean, I really appreciate you giving me your time. Forget about me bloody doing this. I mean, the fact that you've messaged me at 12 o'clock saying, I've just finished work. Let's have a chat. You know, it just shows the type of man you are. And I'm so fortunate to have people like you in my life because it really gives me the motivation to carry on. So thank you so much. And uh, I'd love to have you back on.
1: Beautiful. I'll speak to you soon.
0: All right. Bro. Take care. Bye. Bye. This was Vital Educators podcast by Ahmed Sakim. Hope you enjoyed. Please follow or subscribe for more content every week.